0: Okay, Welcome to the Three Stride Podcast. Um, we have um, a, a pretty heavy episode in front of us. Malls. Um, this is actually a little... I'm starting to tear up just talking. Um, can we you have, take it over
1: for one second? <laughs> we have our lovely Julia back in the studio. She's been gone for a couple of weeks dealing with some personal stuff. I know that we had... Um, Spoken about the beautiful article that Julia had written about her dad's battle with early onset Alzheimer's and how horses played a role in their relationship and his um, health and well-being for the last couple of years. So, you know, as uh, touching and as much time as Alan spent with the horses, he had recently over the last year kind of started to decline and he had passed away. So that's why we were missing our lovely Julia for a couple of weeks But Um, her resiliency has blown us away, and and she is here with her mom, the Lynn. The Lynn is here, (laughs) too. The one and only, who is also beautiful and generous and resilient. And these ladies are (laughs) very inspiring how they have handled this process from beginning to end.
0: Jay, this is your story to tell. Yes.
1: Well,
2: like Molly said, obviously horses have played a huge role. (laughs) I'm already getting emotional, but um, it's been a hard journey, obviously dealing with a parent being sick in general, let alone my sister and I were in our early twenties when he was officially diagnosed. Um, And I just want to say that it's been a blessing to be able to have the horses in this time and, a blessing that my dad even was able to allow me to, and my sister to be in horses in general. He was our biggest supporter in that even when <laughs> my mom was a little <laughs> against it at first or uh a little cautious about us riding large animals with minds of their own being a
3: nurse. Um <laughs> well, may I say something? <laughs> I just want to say this is uh, Lynn, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here, but um, I was pretty sure horses were just put on this earth to kick you. Yeah. That's what I thought. That's yeah, what I remember. Yeah. So, well, um, yeah, I I mean, yes. yeah, I was cautious. Yes. So,
0: was um, when Julia and Katie came to you and Alan and were like, "We want to ride horses." What was your first thought?
3: Mostly it was Julia and Katie went to dad. They Alan. went to, okay. <laughs> well, okay, but <laughs> and, it started with me because Katie yeah, wasn't on no. board. Okay. It, she was like, you're right. Oh. You're right, Julia. It started with Julia and Alan. Um, <laughs> we, we started it. Well, so this is how it started. He actually purchased a horse <laughs> for Julia. I had without actually, telling you? Yes.
1: What? <gasps> yes.
3: Uh, <laughs> but he he gave the he gave the disclaimer, if you don't want to do it, I'll tell her no.
0: After he and told after me I had the is, horse ha- owned this a pony. Is, yeah. This is a 10-year-old 10? a pony. No, it but was but a horse.
3: mo mo yeah oh my gosh and uh was,
2: i and i had been i had been riding a couple years
0: we were already yeah, in horses yeah, yes. kind of we, it was very it wasn't like you you woke up one
3: morning no, like he i want to ride horses me and he got me honestly it wouldn't surprise me
0: it kind
3: of was because remember he said about the horse lessons he goes you can hire a driver if you can't yeah. take them out and i'm like wait a minute whoa 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 <laughs> <laughs> but so i had been in horses probably like a couple years. Maybe. Yeah. Were you about how
2: old I was 10? No, I was 10. So I'd been in a couple years. years because I started at eight and yeah. my dad and I were like, well, it's time to get one of our own. <laughs> Didn't involve my mom. No. And I'm 10. So I'm like, cool. Like, yeah, let's, uh-huh. let's get this let's done. <laughs> I remember my dad and I, I would, uh, scour the internet. I don't even remember. I don't, the site's not around anymore. Dream horse. It might've been. You, oh, horse. it was. I, I believe
1: it was look all day at yeah. horses. Yeah. And I also had no idea. And when you're 10, you see a dream horse ad and you're like, Oh my God, look at this one. It's only $3,800. Oh, $3, yeah. oh, oh my good. gosh. Oh, yeah. I was what's like, the problem?
2: wow. Put it
1: on a trailer. Oh, I was like, it's like a murder. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so I was
2: scoured that. And I remember I would print out in the house. Yes, you did. Ads <laughs> that I liked. I print them out and show my dad and be like, how, what's, what do you feel about this one? So how, how did he find Mo? Uh I <laughs> I found Mo on, Dream horse. on my website search and he was in Vegas. So my dad's like so I actually to backtrack there was two horses. There was Penny Lane mm-hmm. who was up in Reno cuz I was looking in the state of Nevada. Penny Lane up in Reno who was actually at a really nice show barn and it was like an older horse and I remember she was for sale for $10,000. And I remember being might as well be a Millie. I don't know about that one. <laughs> That's the same thing I thought. Might as well be and a million. 10, I remember seeing the videos and I was like, I don't know. It seems perfect. And my dad was like, I don't know. Well, let's get some more information. So my dad dropped off a burned CD on the porch because he had flown in late and didn't want to wake me, put on the porch, and I put popped that bad boy into the DVD player the next morning. And it was essentially a sale video. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, wow, this is great. This is amazing. (laughs) I never sat on the horse, nothing. So then we found Mo in Las Vegas. I think it was $4,000. And my dad was like, I think that's the one,
3: Julia. I think that's the one. (laughs) Because you know you base a horse on the price. We know that now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. My dad's like,
2: this one's here and it's cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, So we went and rode Mo. And he was great. Like when I wrote him, I yeah. didn't know Drug. what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know what I was doing.
1: He'd been lunge 19. Times. Yeah. Like I was like, I got right on. I was like, this horse
2: is great. That was it. No PP. No, no. We, no, we literally oh, no. did it. What's that? That's silly. We literally were like, cool. Sounds good. That was it. Wrote him once. Yeah. And then I remember probably a week later, my dad calls on uh, us on the home phone. And I'm like, Hey, what's up? And he goes, Julia, I have something to tell you. You have a horse, you have Mo. And I'm like, Oh my God, I have a horse. And I remember mom, you go, Julia, can I, can I talk to your dad for a second? And I was like, that's so great. She's so excited too.
3: So you went outside with the phone. Oh oh yes. I did go outside with the phone. Yes. I did. Because in my
2: head, I'm like, great, this is awesome. And
3: he did not tell her before purchasing the horse and let's i just wanted See, to Alan s- never ride um just up in winnemucca just jump just on like a horse they get on some a, ranch
2: horses yeah. and literally gallop in the wilderness
0: yeah yep. and then yeah. return the horses i remember yeah. when when did you get blake so that was after oh yeah that, that was two years following okay that yeah. was when because I know Katie was 10 and Julia was 12 yeah. when we were um, at one of our old barns. Yes, it was and... at the
3: other barn. And and I remember telling the kids, okay, we have to make sure this is the right horse. <laughs> we can't fall in love with it. Da-da-da. Went through this whole spiel. I took him down. We tried Blake. I looked in his big brown eyes. I go, we have to have him. And yeah. I was,
2: we didn't <laughs> even sit on him yet. We saw him in the cross stage. <laughs> She's go, like, we have to have him. And I was like... <laughs> What? Blake was,
0: he was
3: a thoroughbred, right? He was off But he, he was like, but he, he was, was built like, but he was built he was like built a warm like, blood. He really was. At the time, he, he was so thin. He was super skinny. He was so pitiful. He couldn't even eat a carrot. He needed his teeth done. And I guess you get the love of animals from your parents <laughs> because I'm like, yeah. oh, we have to take him home. Oh, yeah. And that was it. Yeah. So he, he was a good boy. But I
0: remember, when did Alan start riding because there was a moment He did he did. That was probably he, I so I was
2: I was decide? fifteen when that happened. Okay, so what made, made him decide? decide? Yeah. Um he just he would go to the horse shows, he'd see the Grand Prix, he'd see us compete and everything and he was like, This is so cool. Yeah. I wanna do this. But I remember he had there was this rider, it was this older guy and he did I think he did the meter twenties. And he was probably a maybe a little older than my dad at the time. And my dad was, I want to be that man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He goes, what does he do that he can one afford this two spend the time at horse shows three, have enough time to ride and practice to get good enough. My dad was like, what is this guy's deal? I want to do this.
1: I have that same conversation with myself. Yeah, every literally. time I see somebody walk in the ring, I'm like, how are you? How did you <laughs> do that? How do you do this? Exactly where did you get? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's where
0: yeah. I wish that for every rider, you had the full you story. That's yes. like their
2: parents' yes. network. worth. Yes. And like how they got into it. Status, how long. Yeah. If yeah. Their their they worked, occupation. If they yeah. worked for their salary, it. salary.
0: <laughs> and then each horse. Their schedule. <laughs> like that, yeah, everything. Yeah. I wish you got the full. I feel like that's going to be the future. Is that every rider you get all you're like, their you're steps? Made or what? How yes. much you got in
1: your four hundred one k? Yeah, it's
0: like what are your inv- what's your investment portfolio like? But uh, <laughs> I with with your dad. My my first memory of Alan was at the whatever we had this barn party. It was a yeah. uh Hoedown. Yes Sarodia it was like Western yes. and J C was newly into it. Yeah. And met uh you and then Alan and then the girls, again brand new to the barn. And Alan had come up to me and J C and he was like, asked us if we wanted a drink, he goes, We party. <laughs> party. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm in She's here. Like, I, like it, I but started
3: I, drinking more after horses. I knew that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I. But then, um when your dad started riding, I mean, your dad truly had a natural ability. Yeah, am not did. even just like he did, he did. saying it. He, he did. had a natural ability. I remember. So he started riding because he rode Blake. Yeah, he, he
2: Blake, and we yeah. had been in riding. Um, I was fifteen. So I was. 15. Did you have Buddha
0: and then I did. Ha- we I had Katie Buddha, had Buddha had at the love. time,
2: and Katie had love, and then we had Blake, which my dad rode. Yeah, and I remember. But he also rode some lesson horses too, but I remember his first jump he did, he jumped a rail and he goes, make it a vertical. And I was like, okay, easy, take it easy. And he's like, no, seriously. So I think I made it like a two, six vertical and was like, all right, jumped it perfectly fine. And did, was like, yep. yeah.
0: Did Alan... Ever, you know how I think. Obviously, I, I overthink my riding I analyze what I did, what I need to improve. Was there moments when Alan was analyzing his rise and talking to you about, "Hey, I did this." Was he overthinking at all? He's a man. He's just yeah, dude. Yes. Men don't. That's why
1: they they pick <laughs> it up and they just
2: they just right, go for just it.
0: Muscle this around. Yeah, like yeah. he would say, like he's not uh, re-watching his videos.
2: Not really. It was mostly just like. I think for him too, it was like a competitive thing of, especially with other. There's not very many men in the sport compared
0: to women. But there's so funny when you get to the upper levels, I feel like it's all men.
1: It's not all men, but yeah, but yeah I mean it's, it's they're it, definitely more yeah, there. exaggeration. But I think that is 50, fifty once you get yes. to the top.
2: But I think it's that's part of it because men don't. I feel like they're so get it done, not think about anything else, and. I feel like a lot of men aren't afraid to get it done and it's messy and it might yeah. be a little sketchy, but they're going to do it. And that's how he was. He would be like, okay, how do I get to the meter tens? Like, that's what I want to do. And I was yeah. like, okay, you need to sit back. You need to do this stuff. And he kind of would look at me like, mm, not what I wanted to hear. I'm just going to keep doing my, <laughs> it was
3: kind of yeah. like, really? well, yeah. and I think too, men don't have the emotional. Cause I, I, was around two teenage girls riding, and yeah. there was some tears shed at times. Yeah, and things like that, you know, give or <laughs> yeah. take. But you know, Alan didn't have that. He was just ready to like, I'm going over this jump, and I'm doing it right now. Exactly. There was no yeah. other was ready to option. Yeah. yeah, he was he really like, was. I'm going to jump. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> and he was athletic. He was coordinated. He had yeah. balance. He he had That's all. What I'm saying the, he had a natural, yeah. seat
0: and ability. No, he he really, he really he did. did. He <laughs> like did. straight up did. But did. when, um, did he break his shoulder though? He did. How yes, did he did. How did he break his shoulder?
2: So he was on Blake, our off the track thoroughbred. And this was his, this was his second, second fall in learning how to ride. So he was cantering and it was one of those gradual, okay, let's, let's, whoa, let's sit up. Let's pull back. Faster, <laughs> let's and faster. pull back. And it was like, phew, phew, phew. Yeah. and we're like, okay, pull, use your hands, pull back. He just kind of froze. And then he was like, yeah, I'm bailing. Literally jumped yeah, off he did. in Never the canter. good idea. No. Landed right on his shoulder, stands
3: up and goes, I think I just broke my shoulder. <laughs> And this is a man that never complains no. about pain or And like or gets right up yeah. and is like, yeah, I broke, I think I broke
2: my shoulder. Yeah. So I'm kind of crying because I'm like, oh my God. And he looks at me and I'm 15. I, I think I had just gotten my learner's permit. 15 yeah, because and a half. I was in a cervical collar yeah. at the time. Someone had to drive me out to the barn. So, so <laughs> I drove my dad to the ER and I'm like... Hands on two and 10, like, (laughs) hold on. And my dad gets fine. You're with me. I'm like, what if we get pulled over? He's like, you're fine. You're with me. We're going to the emergency room. I have a broken shoulder. (laughs) And in my head, I'm cops are going to find us. They're going to pull us over. I'm going to jail. He's probably going to go to jail. So we get to the ER, made it there, fine. No, no cops. And sure enough, he broke his shoulder. So he realized after that, okay, that made him realize you can get hurt in this. You can't
1: just Mm -hmm. be screwing around. He was like,
2: oof. So he stopped riding after that until yeah. he was then retired and diagnosed and got back to it because he had the time he had essentially he diagnosed with to early onset, early onset yeah. Alzheimer's, um, 2019. yeah, officially.
0: So and when, how did he decide I want to get back on?
3: He always loved horses and it was kind of funny because the doctors said, you know, he shouldn't ride because if he has a fall, It'll make the Alzheimer's progress much faster, the the chances of him falling. and after watching him and, and I, I talked to the doctors, he goes, "No, he needs to ride." So the yeah. doctors even said, "You know what? He needs to ride." And mm-hmm. he he just it was his own little
0: well, it was and that, I remember you all telling me how Alan would be um, <laughs> dressed, ready yes. to go yeah.
3: Yes. at five a.m. I'd get up and he'd be in the living room already in his full yeah. gear. I and mean, I wasn't picking up till like 11. Yeah. And he would wear those clothes all day long. Oh yeah. All day. It didn't matter what we did. We have gone he, to dinner well, in those clothes. And he clothes. liked, we, he liked yeah. to go out in public and yeah. be like, someone's going to ask me why I'm wearing these.
2: <laughs> and I'm going to tell him. Yeah, I right. jump horses. <laughs> it was, someone's going to ask me and I'm going to tell him exactly yeah. what's going on. He had a swagger.
3: Oh, yeah. He had a
1: swagger when he had those his breeches <laughs> and on. And I bet a lot of people did ask him because he yeah. was, yes. had such like a big... Like always, every time yeah. I've ever been around him. Biggest smile, just most inviting, nicest. Yeah. Well, he commanded the room. Every room he'd yeah. go he in. It was everything. still so approachable. Yes. 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 Yeah. Like my kids would talk yeah. to him. My kids like hit or miss if they'll really talk to you. They would be chatting with him at the horse show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, just all of it. He loved He was it.
0: just such a easy person to be around. He was. There yeah. was just... And then also, he truly was one of the most encouraging people to no matter who you are. If you were had a bad round at the show, I knew that I could walk up to Alan and always give him a hug. Yeah, and he would always give me a hug back. And I'm sorry, no, it's okay. He would. Well, I'm and sorry. I, yeah. I, I, well, that and he's. Awesome.
2: Well, and he. That's the thing too. Is like. You don't really get very often that a dad yeah. is at the horse shows. I, he
3: never, ever, ever, ever missed a horse show, ever. And, and to be clear, he lived across the country. Yeah, he did. He, he lived on the East Coast. in Connecticut. He was living in Baltimore. And he would fly across Anytime the country. Anytime we had a horse show. But even regardless, he would fly across every other week to see you guys. Yeah, I mean, he was a very, very involved dad. and um, When he was genuinely
2: interested in mm -hmm. the horses, interested in what Katie and I were doing, interested in us progressing everything, like every part of it. And he became everyone at the Barnes horse show dad. Yeah, totally. Always. It was always like, oh, Alan's going to be at the horse show. And... That's what was so amazing with even the barn and family aspect was once he was diagnosed, his sense of normalcy was gone and his sense of freedom. He couldn't drive anymore. He wasn't working. The barn then became a safe spot for him where people treated him normal. It wasn't, oh, he has Alzheimer's. It was Alan's here. And he knew it was a safe place for him to be out there and be normal. Yeah. Like he never lost that aspect of it where going other places, he would get super nervous about how are people going to treat me? How they know I'm not sure where the barn, he would walk out literally kind of cocky and be like, yeah. <laughs> <Kinda>. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's out there like throwing finger guns. He's out there asking people if they want him to school their horses. <laughs> he was like, this is my place. Yes. Like,
3: and you could be in the moment. He could just, be free, it could just yeah. enjoy. And, and he, he had in and him and the ladies, the ladies, the yeah. barn ladies. The ladies love Alan. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: And so do kids. Kids yeah. love oh, yeah. Alan. They yeah. do.
3: But I remember when he did one of the barn shows, we couldn't get the man out of there oh, to yeah. go home. Shaking hands, kissing babies. He, he, was, he was out there <laughs> signing autographs, I swear.
0: <laughs> and, you know, I think that's why it's so special because you decided to have the memorial yeah. Yeah. service at the at barn. The barn.
3: At the barn. How did you make that call? It just made sense. Well, it was a no-brainer. We wanted to do things that meant a lot to us that would mean a lot to to Alan. Mm-hmm. So when he was in memory care, there was this – it kind of ties into the whole um, – a celebration of life that we planned but there was a cafe that was right across from memory care and w- i would take him there and we would all meet there on sundays as a family and they were just Is it wonderful. bronze cafe it's yeah bronze cafe and they are catering it they are catering mm-hmm. it and we're having it at the barn and we're all going to have to do a shot oh, anyone who wants to i should say <laughs> you I'll have to, have to. <laughs> shot of uh his favorite bourbon bourbon woodford reserve w- woodford yeah
0: that's a nice one. Oh, yeah. yeah, he liked
2: it. He, he liked was, I He's think no I've cheapo.
0: Ever...
2: <laughs> <laughs> Where do <laughs> you think I get it from? No cheapo. We're not drinking I plastic. I don't think
0: I've ever had bourbon before.
2: It's disgusting. But m- yeah. when after my dad had passed, the first thing Mike and I, my boyfriend, did was we went to Lee's Liquor. It's a liquor store here. We bought Woodford Reserve and we did a shot. Yeah.
0: Oh. So the memorial service is happening on... October
3: the 7th. Yeah. And it it all came together very nicely. Alan um, is Catholic, was Catholic, and it meant a lot to him. And uh, when he was declining, I called the hospice and and, uh, they sent a priest over and it was from St. Elizabeth and St. Elizabeth is going to um, perform the service. Oh, the same. not the same priest that came cuz he's out of town, but they were so kind and wonderful. And then I called Bronze Cafe and I told him kind of our story about how we came to love Bronze Cafe and oh my gosh, he was yeah, it's just we wanted stuff that was me- meaningful. Yeah. Not just to do it and if everybody wears horse clothes, so much the better. Yeah. You know, I mean even at the graveside service if if uh there's no attire, there's yeah. no yeah. there's no rules.
0: Well, and um, even, is there an egg and spoon contest though? Oh, we're working on a, a <laughs> barn show for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this, this was another thing. Yeah. Um, two of the gals at the barn were like, "Can we do a charity mm-hmm. horse show for Alan? Yeah, and it's an it really is incredible. Yeah, um, we we from our our audience, I know that our audience really does want to support you all. Is there a way that they different organizations that they can donate to. I think that would be really helpful for our listeners.
3: I don't think as a caregiver, because I was the primary caregiver, um, I don't think I would have been able to survive this without the Cleveland Clinic and Ruvo. Yeah. And so we, another thing that we're doing for Alan is they have the honor wall and we're going to put a plaque on the honor wall for Alan. And all the money that we put toward the plaque is, uh, is donated back to the Cleveland Clinic, and so I would say, you know, we would love anyone that felt the need or felt the wanting to donate to the, the LeRubo, Cleveland Clinic. Clinic the, yeah. yeah, here in Las Vegas, they have been. I just don't know what I would have done because early onset yeah. Alzheimer's is, is such a different animal, and it's, it's not, it's so unique and it's devastating in so many ways, and it's so fast and progressive. So. I don't know what I what we would have done without
2: when it's it was such a difficult thing to navigate in general like a personal and emotional standpoint let alone like the medical side of it and you would be surprised how many places and doctors and even people involved in Alzheimer's still have like a lack of awareness awareness for early onset because early onset like like my mom said, is such a different beast. And Lou Ruvo, I feel like was the only place that genuinely understood what we were going through and knew how to help us in any way they could, as well as help my dad. Like that was literally the only place that was seemed competent enough to be like, no, this is what we can do for you. This is what you can do outside of here, you know, stuff like that, where, Even like, you know, there's a broad Alzheimer's uh, organization, but Cleveland Clinic Lou Ruvo here in town has just helped us so much that I know that's where we're really
0: wanting to focus donations and attention to. We will link that out um, when Julia does our social media (laughs) (laughs) post. We will do that as social media manager. Uh, Julia, Lynn, I am so Grateful um, for you both just telling the story, and thank you. We, I mean, all we love Alan so much, and we have been thinking about you all nonstop. Obviously, you know what's just so special though is, I, I really do. I feel like we're all family here, mm-hmm. and we have your back, Jay. Yes, and Lynn, absolutely. And we're always going to be here. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much. And again, we're going to link out Lou Rovo, Cleveland Clinic in Las Vegas uh, for all uh, donations in memory of Alan Hansen. Thank you.